Hey everybody, it's Paul. Um, so, uh, starting this Montreal Sauce episode a little bit different, uh, we're going to have the fine folks from Variant Edmund for part two, Variant Edmund 10, uh, <laughs> for part two in just a little bit. Uh, but, uh, I'm finding myself a little bit flustered right now, uh, because we had an election this week and, uh, it kind of sucked. If you've been paying any attention at all, uh, don't adjust the red on your TV. He really is that orange. Um, we're very sorry. Um, speaking on behalf of, uh, you know, the majority of Americans that didn't vote for him. Um, I don't even know really where to go from here, but I'm just going to say that, uh, every once in a while on Montreal sauce, you know, usually we talk about, uh, silly nerdy things like agents of shield and how much it's, uh, you know, terrible. Um, and we talk about comic books like we're going to with, uh, uh, on this show. And once in a while we touch on, you know, social justice things. And I just want to say that, um, (laughs) we are not going to shy away from those issues, uh, on this show. Uh, and we're going to talk about things like that whenever they come up, whenever they're appropriate, because we need to. Um, so that's really all I've got to say about that. Um, we're going to hope for better. Uh, we're going to be kind to people. Um, that's kind of what we believe in. So uh, anyway, back to the show. Um, I guess, yeah, I, that last question I had about um, noobs, good strategies for people coming in. Uh, I think, you know, we talked about that when I first came in the one day where I was just like, yeah, I don't know where to start and I don't want to feel like, you know, that guy who says Batman is with Marvel and have you shun me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then like the other issue, I think for some people who want to come into comics and maybe they want to do it in a safe way, let well, that they think is safe and go with something that's like been around for a while. Um, I think there's the other frustrating thing that there's so many uh, multi-universes, right? Like, yep. so like you said, oh, that person's in the Batman. These are the books I would recommend because there's probably a book called Batman and one called The Batman, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, do you just go with like your gut, like with your pick three on like which universe to sort of recommend to the people or... Uh, a little bit, yeah. Well, um, you were going to say something, Danica. Well, I was going to say we have an entire shelf full of Batman, and that is a lot of Batman. <laughs> um, so I totally understand and empathize, because like, I'm, I'm not um, a huge superhero fan, uh, and that's part of the reason. And like, just because I own a comic store does not mean I know the last 75 years of what's been going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still, I still consider myself a new too. Honestly, uh, I've only been reading comics for about four or five years. Yeah. Um, I mostly get excited about new stuff, um, new series that are starting or independent one-offs, like graphic novels where you just have one book and that's the whole world and that's it. Um, that's where, what I, where I prefer to live. Um, so that's uh, – I, I find that Brandon and I have – Different expertise, yeah, which I think is really good. 
um, in that I'm more uh, the smaller companies. And because he's been in the industry for nearly a decade, you know, you, you've, whether by design or, or on purpose or just by inertia, <laughs> you've picked up the fact that you understand what, what kind of Batman series this is, not just what, ser- what Batman series. Yeah. Um, whereas I, I still look at it and I go, okay, um, okay, I know who Batman is now, but like the last <laughs> 20 years of Batman... Uh, like he was just a, he's a grumpy dude. Yeah, and I was another grumpy dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Right now, ba- <laughs> right now, Batman is Jim Gordon, which is confusing for new people. Very. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the way I approach it is is a a bit like that that pick three basically. Some people aren't actually comfortable with like kind of coming up with uh their things. So then I ask them kind of like, what kind of feel do you like in mm-hmm. in media? Are are you more into sort of like something? more on a fun end or are you into serious? Do you like violence? Do you, uh, like kind of where's your sweet spot? Um, but to kind of, uh, I've got a bit of an anecdote to kind of like go along with this. Um, about four years ago, uh, DC relaunched their entire line with new number ones (laughs) they called the new 52 and there was 52 different titles Mm -hmm. that they did all in one month. And, um, so uh, a person who's now a, a good friend of ours uh, was going around to different comic stores in the city because he thought this would be a great chance for him to, to get into comics. He went to one place and said, hi, I'm, I'm new and I would like to get into uh, the new DC stuff. What can you tell me? And they're like, uh, I don't know, man. What can we tell you? <laughs> so, so, he went, so he went to another store. And they handed him a book uh, because DC did a smart thing and printed a book that sort of detailed uh, the synopsis of all the 52 books. Mm. And they said, here, this will explain everything to you. But the problem with that is you just handed somebody a book of 52 different choices. Right. Yeah. And they have no context for it. So he messaged me. Uh, He emailed the old store that I worked at um, and said, hi, I'm looking to get into the new 52, I kind of like Batman. Um, what would you recommend to me? And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, that was a Tuesday. I put all the new comics out on the shelf after we closed, uh, because the new comic sort of is Wednesday. And mm-hmm. so it's like already half hour past close. And I go, all right, I'm going to sit down and get into this. And I wrote him a email for about half an hour. <laughs> Um, explaining, uh, how the different Batman titles would be. But, and then I got to the end of it and I went, but come into the store so we can talk and I can actually like better recommend this to you because at the time DC made a Batman comic for all different flavors. And I knew what my favorite would be, but it occurred to me at that point in time, I should actually talk to this person. Yeah, sure. Uh, because my style isn't, necessarily everyone's style um and that was huge that i would actually just uh i don't think he knows i spent like half an hour after work doing anything i think he thinks i was just working um (laughs) but uh just the fact that when i asked well uh 
I, I would like to find more about you so I can recommend you a book. Places don't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, that's just, that's my basic tactic. Gotcha. Can I, can I give you another three? Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh, Harry Potter, uh, mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Sorry to get, you know, super specific there. <laughs> Preserve, Preserve yeah. Azkaban is the one that gets serious, right? Yes, that's where Sirius shows up, and there's also an element of time travel to it. Okay, cool. Oh, um, okay. So that's one. And then the next would be uh, The Right Stuff. You know oh. The Right Stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Danica might, but you might have to explain this one to me. So the right stuff is basically uh, sort of fictionalized-ish version of the story of the Mercury astronauts, like how they were selected, oh, who was cool. trained, how they um, how they chose who would who would launch, and there's a lot of kind of drama to it. So it's a little bit nonfiction, but it's also you know sort of fictionalized as well. Yeah. Um, Slow motion walking towards the camera shot. Yeah, slow motion walking <laughs> towards the camera shot in the in the movie version of it is like that's where that trope came from. Mm-hmm. The team really? is walking toward the camera in slow motion, and that's the movie that that came from. Yeah, that's okay. amazing. I never knew that. Yep, yep. Uh, and then uh, the hundred. Do you watch the hundred at all? Oh, we've seen I think one episode. I do. I do know of the hundred. Okay, we we need to get back into that because it's like it's on what season three now? Yeah, it's on season three now. Yeah, it's on Netflix. That's how it airs in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we need to to decide some time for that. Um. Ooh. Okay. I like this. I'm. But you you know that you know the general the general gist of the at least the first season of the hundred. Yeah. Well, I, I, I vaguely like I. Well, no, I more specifically remember the episode one. So yeah, like I've got sure. the premise. Okay. The kids are sent down to back to Earth, and yeah. just like, hey, this will be fine. It's like a, it's like a bit of a reverse Wally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. We're gonna send you down and hope you live. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I've got this one, but go ahead. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, so so those like, are my three. I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, see, he's, he's a lot quicker than I am. I'm still working on my technique because usually when, um, my brain, this is how it functions. Uh, someone asks me to do something and my brain goes, <gasps> <laughs> 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 which is really unfortunate when I'm trying to sell them a book. Um, cause I can see, um, I'm again, I'm getting more tangentials than, than something that actually crosses over. Um, the first one I, I'm thinking, which is, is close, but it's not, it's not right on the button, um, is, um, you know, it's not close enough though. Well, just oh, tell Okay. 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 <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading, uh, I read volume one uh, a couple weeks ago. It's called letter 44. And basically the new president starts his presidency. That's a good, that's a good choice for all of this. Yeah. Okay. So that actually works better than, hey. okay. except for maybe the Harry Potter part, but yeah, like that's what, cause there, there's no time travel, but, um, turns out in, uh, he has a letter from the previous president turns out about a year into that guy's presidency. And he did the, he did the two terms. So eight years. 
So seven years ago, they discovered there was someone watching Earth. Um, but they're on the other side of like, um, I can't remember. It was something like like a meteor. No, no, no hmm. they're basically meteor. hiding and, and hiding. no one can see them. And, sure. Exactly. But they're watching us. So it goes, uh, the story kind of uh, flips back and forth. The president uh, kind of doing his thing. But also being very distracted because he's like, well, what do I do? I just thought I had to deal with Earth stuff and now so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this group that was sent out to pursue information. Um, so likely, uh, I think everybody kind of signed up knowing that there was about like a 98% chance that it's a one-way trip. Like there's no guarantees they'll come back. Um, so you've got, you've got the president, you've got, um, uh, the crew, which is like a mixture of like astronauts and scientists and geologists and stuff kind of assembled everyone that you could possibly need, just like nine people. Um, so it's going, I read volume one and it blew my mind. Uh, so I'm, there's three volumes out now and I'm super excited as to where it's going to go because I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm way far behind. I'm actually, I think a little further behind on letter 44 than you are, but I just, it is, it is a neat premise of basically the, like Danica was saying, the guy takes power and then every president gets a letter from the previous president. Mm-hmm. And this is basically, well, buddy, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's, here's the reason why like everyone was, everyone was like, why do you keep funding military stuff? And it's kind of like, it's, it's because we might get attacked, but not from here. And so mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to keep the money in that area just in case we had to use it. Sure. Yes. Um, so it was, that was very interesting. And then like Danica says, things go sideways. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like there's there's stuff that I could tell you, but I would spoil the comic. So, I <laughs> but it gets really really interesting really fast. In the meantime, I have the cross section of all three of those books. Oh yes, good good. I was so curious what what you would pick. All right, um, it's called it's called the Red Wing. Okay, uh, and it is uh, its tagline is in the future uh, wars are thought are fought through time. Okay. So it's basically um, about this, uh, a fair, fair ways into this conflict, basically about uh, this group of people who are, are sent and uh, test out these ships that uh, instead of engaging with the enemy, you know, as a physical front, kind of jump time and attack them in the past. Mm-hmm. And so that escalation, so it's got, it's got sort of that uh, survivalist stuff of the hundred. It's got sort of a, a bit of the, the time travel stuff and actually a bit of the lightness in some parts, uh, because the writer, uh, Jonathan Hickman kind of realizes that if you hit serious too hard, you're going to, yeah, you're going to be really sad about everything. Yeah, sure. Um, and then that sort of like group of, a. uh, uh a group of explorers and uh, uh, type that it really does kind of get into um, a couple, well, at least a couple of the characters like histories and, and training and all this kind of stuff too. So it's, I think that is the one. Yeah. Awesome. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. 
I mean, I've only had like eight books in my hand now, so I have a very <laughs> limited repertoire, but uh, I was totally going to go Bitch Planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, I'm fudging the time travel in Harry Potter a little bit because I'm just using the flashbacks in the first volume I read. But, oh, sure. Oh, yeah. oh, of course. But but otherwise, you get some really intriguing history of the patriarchy and things like for the uh, the Right Stuff movie. And then, um, yeah, for the 100, obviously, we have some prison stuff happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and honestly, that's kind of that's kind of how I do it, too. Like these these ideas uh fit together and um generally speaking like that'll that'll intrigue a person enough just to be like okay cool i'll try it yeah so so are we better off um starting with a graphic novel or is there something you'd miss from single issues um if you're really interested in back matter, um, like letters pages, um, uh, the Bitch Planet single issues do have essays. Um, it's yes and no. It's like it really does depend on on how you read and what you prefer, what format really. Um, most comics, um, it's usually just the letters page and some ads. Mm-hmm. So fine, fine and dandy. Um, Bitch Planet. And uh, Codename Babushka right now have uh, essays in the back about feminism, about privilege, about um, people of color. Um, so those two I would recommend right away if you if you wanted to get something that is not available anywhere else. Yeah. Um, now, the thing with Pitch Planet, a lot of people were disappointed that the essays were not in the trade. However... Um, they wanted to keep it at a lower price point, uh, $9.99 American. Uh, so they had to cut down their page count. Mm. Um, I fully believe they have the best of intentions and will release like a larger hardcover. Um, one day when they have probably at least two volumes out, um, the larger hardcovers usually have that kind of back matter, uh, not the letters pages, of course, they don't. Sometimes really, it depends. Yeah, I think I think like sex criminals could get away with it because their letters pages are very uh, <laughs> of the time, but they also transcend. Yeah, um, it's a lot of people. A lot of people writing in um, saying how much they identified with a certain character and issue. So actually, uh, for everything that sex criminals is, um, it's definitely affected a lot of people in a very positive way, and I, I like that. Um, in in their hardcover, they have uh, oh also the uh, all of the covers of the single issues and the variant editions of the single issues, um, so you can see all the art. Um, uh, Sex Criminals has a, uh, a process page by Chip Zdarsky about you know how he how he drew you know this certain page or this certain panel, um, which I find really interesting. So it's. You know, in a way, there's like three different formats. You know, there's like the single issue, and then there's the the trays or the collections or you know whatever name you want to call them. Because really, it's all the same. Yeah. And then there's um, down the line is the larger kind of coffee table books. You know, hardcovers with all the bells and whistles. Yeah. And there are people that 
they they start from the beginning. They buy all three because you know you want to you want to commit to this project. Yeah. Um, a lot of people only read the trades, which is fine. You know that's great. Um, they're nice, soft cover, uh, easy to read. They're good to take away. You know, with your bag, uh, in your bag rather. And then the hard covers are for like for me, like reading at home because they're usually bigger. You know, you're kind of curled up on the couch. Um, I guess you could do that with any of them, really. I don't, I don't personally have a preference. Um, if I had to have an opinion though on it and being as a store, I can't really, you know, it'd be nice, you know, just buy everything. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, that would be my store's opinion, but uh, (laughs) my opinion, um, for larger companies, it's okay to wait for the trade. Because there's no doubt they're going to, you know, that DC is going to release a Batgirl trade. Yeah. There's no doubt. However, if it's a smaller independent company, um, something that isn't getting as much push, uh, not advertised as much, buy the single issues. Because if you don't... There might not be a trade. Exactly. Um, So, like, basically, I find for ease of reading... A lot of times, it's easier to recommend somebody uh, just a, a collected edition or a graphic novel because uh, that's a way to be like, here's a complete story. And uh, that works a lot better with people. Um, mm-hmm. But depending on their temperament, I'll uh, if they're just like, no, I, I want to get into like uh, like a monthly book or whatever, um, you know, it, it, it can go that way. The trick with the, the single issues is sort of, timing like a person can walk into the comic store twice a year and pick up collections but a person has to kind of like make a mental note to come in once a month or if they're getting a lot more of stuff like sure yeah up to, up to weekly if they if they really want to keep up in that format mm-hmm. so um honestly a lot of times it's gauging uh uh a level of interest and you never want to kind of push uh, too far beyond someone's comfort level because you imposing uh, uh, a type of frequency that a person should enjoy something. Yeah. Never, never works well. (laughs) Right on. I get that. But really, listen to our podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it comes out weekly, as best as I can. <laughs> and see, see, the difference between uh, between say your podcast and the comics is the comics are a lot more expensive. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Mm. Support us yes. on Patreon. Um, <laughs> this is what my wife tells me. Yes, they're more expensive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, I mean the other the other part of that is. Um, it, there is a there is an impetus of like you physically have to go to a store to purchase a comic if you're going to buy a hard you know a hard copy comic. Yeah. I suppose mm-hmm. there's there I'm sure there's delivery services and you can of course buy them digitally as well. But if you're going to you know support your local comic book store, which we you know encourage everybody to do, mm-hmm. um, there is a there's a physical aspect of that. Uh, you're going to do that weekly, monthly, however often you know your whatever your commitment level is, kind of. Um, and with a podcast, of course, uh, you just subscribe 
at montrealsauce.com and <laughs> uh it immediately delivers you know as soon as i release a new episode you'll have it you know an hour later it will have downloaded to whatever you listen on so piping hot <laughs> yeah exactly um I should mention uh, we do have mail order service from the store all across Canada. Um, so if anybody's listening uh, from even outside of Edmonton, uh, we can still be your local comic book store and give you recommendations because we're available. Absolutely, like even if you don't, you don't have to have a file. Um, email us at at uh, comics at variantedmonton dot com. Um, you can Skype us. You can Twitter us. You can Facebook us. We don't care. Yeah, we're pretty much always online um, <laughs> and always in the store. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, the online store, you can subscribe and it's just sent to your home, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's nice. just the price of the books plus shipping. That's it. And can you can you gift something? Like say, I don't know if my mom was listening right now. She could like go on there and send me a comic. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because uh, mom is listening. Yay. Um, <laughs> yes. Earlier she said in the chat room that the whole discussion reminds her of a time she took me, little me, uh, to the art gallery in town because they were having a comic book uh, costume party when I was a kid. And I was the only one that was there dressed up. So I won first, second and third prize. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Boom. Well, in in in, in, like, a, for you. in a weird, <laughs> awesome way, just like, yeah, you did it, but just sort of like, oh, that's the thing. So it was a literal costume party that no one dressed up for? Yeah, I think other people had showed up, like a few other people, but yeah, they didn't dress up. And so I won all three prizes, which, which was really quite good because I'm pretty sure that I was uh, Snoopy. Um, with this, this brilliant Snoopy costume that my mom made. And what happened was, okay, so the Snoopy costume was foam. Um, foam, she used like some like foam to make this like Snoopy shaped like snout and head to put over my face. <laughs> wow. And then she used the rest of that foam to make like a Snoopy like kind of bell shaped body. So I was like standing upright, walking around like in white pajama pants and slippers <laughs> and this like giant Snoopy costume. And so I won the contest first, second and third cause no one else showed up. And then <laughs> we entered like another contest, like uh, at the mall um, that was going on because it's Halloween. So everyone has these contests and I didn't even place. And we were like, what the hell? And like one of the judges came by and said like, well, obviously you rented that costume. So yeah. kudos to my mom because that's how bitchin' the costume was. Yeah, she nice. seems super, she sounds super talented. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my Snoopy costume story. I have to find those pictures, not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should do it. There's there is a video of me that if I. Uh, ever kind of figure out how to pull pull it off of the the DVD that my parents sent me. Um, there's video of me figure skating to a Muzak version of the Spider-Man theme song. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Yeah, this guy used to figure skate. <laughs> nice, that's one of Paul's favorite movies. The Cutting <laughs> Edge. This guy used to figure skate? <laughs> the Cutting Edge. 
Yes. <laughs> Spider-Man 3. That is one of my favorite movies, actually. <laughs> oh, yes. Everyone <laughs> loves canon, jazz. Paul. It's canon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I read in one of your uh, retailers view post, uh, that uh, you you also take comics in, right? Used comics. Yep. But uh, you said in your post that uh, you're not paying much, and because typically ninety percent of the collectors eventually stop collecting, and so in that way. Oh, and you also added like I believe like you know um, people who uh, people aren't going to pay a hundred dollars for a comic when they can find it online for two dollars these days. So yeah, you don't pay a lot for books, but people can bring books into trade. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's kind of, it's kind of a, another way our store's philosophy kind of like goes against a lot of places where you can bring your collection to a lot of places and they'll uh, cherry pick out the good ones and give you maybe uh, 20% of what those ones are worth and just leave you with the rest. Um, what we do is, uh, uh, I would say vaguely similar. Uh, we just kind of do a, a bulk price. So you're not going to get a whole lot for them, but I will also kind of pull out those ones that another store would be like, we're going to give you actual money for this. And I'll say to you, like, these ones are actually what people are looking for, uh, what are worth money. And you can take this to somewhere else and, and, uh, trade it in and they'll actually give you more for it. And a lot of people other, other than like one or two people, a lot of people, um, sort of, they're just like, I appreciate the honesty and honestly, I just want to get rid of these and everyone else was kind of being jerks to me. So, okay. Um, so what we, what we end up doing instead of, like you said, like say one of those books we got in was worth a hundred bucks. We're not going to sell it for a hundred dollars because you can uh, read it digitally for $2. Legally, you can read it digitally for $2. Um, Illegally, much less, (laughs) but don't do that. And (laughs) it's this, it's this weird mentality where all these comic stores are still geared towards people who are collecting books. But that's that kind of mentality that sort of like have just to have instead of having, because you, you derive joy from it is, is kind of going away. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with, with, more and more people kind of coming into the world, there's, there's always less and less space or the space is more and more expensive and even just issues of, of space, like people aren't going to collect just for the sake of collecting. And that's what those hundred dollar books kind of play into. So yeah. rather, yeah. I would rather get that book if it's in garbage condition, all the better and sell it to someone for like four bucks Sure. Um, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, I finally found this and I can read this. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's a good feeling, connecting somebody with something that they've been looking for forever, but it's been way too expensive um, just to just to read <laughs> it's a comic that's too expensive to read. Like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just 
putting it in their hands. And that's a, that's a good feeling. So that's kind of, we do comics for readers and not so much for collectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Yeah. Can I, so can I bring in something like I recently bought, like in the last two months or something? You could. And you can uh, be like, no, we don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we'd probably give you a bit of store credit for it. Interesting. Yeah. No, I just, I had that conversation. Well, I've had a conversation with Danica, of course, about like, you know, let's have less is more in your home. And then I, my friend who I was talking about earlier, who is a collector has just been like, Oh wow. Like that's cool that you're reading comics, but like, what do you do with them afterwards? Because like I have a whole room and I don't know what to do with them. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) yeah, good point. Like, uh, this was a good read and I want to keep reading, but I don't necessarily know if I need number two anymore. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's always the trick too. And, um, honestly, we're, we're more than perfectly happy with being, uh, uh, a place to, to recommend. Like we do appreciate if we, if we've made the recommendation, if you, if you do purchase from us, but beyond that initial recommendation, uh, even just, uh, getting them digitally. Cause I know Marvel books actually have digital codes in them. Mm. So you can peel off that sticker, redeem the digital code, and then you have it. Yeah. That um, was a, not a fun process, but I eventually got it working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fair. That initial but, setup's kind of kind of harsh. It was wonky, and then their site was down for a while, so you couldn't sign up, and it was like, ah. Uh, and then they do ask you, like, we want to credit the shop that you got this from. Where did you get it from? And I was like, Variant. And they were like, where? And I was like, Variant. And they were like, where? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. part part of that is uh, they haven't updated their site because they don't actually credit stores anymore. <laughs> uh, nice. Okay. Um, and they stopped doing that about two years ago but didn't tell anybody that just the credits stopped appearing on the invoices. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. So it, it will still ask you. And if you ask them for us, they'll be like, who, because we didn't exist back then. Sure. Right. That's, that's always, that's always fun when the, the publishers are just like, no, we'll, we won't fix this. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was having those issues, uh, my friend was like, oh, yeah, their website is the worst. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay, it's not just me. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I have some questions from the boss, the wife. Uh, <laughs> she was like curious about what comics, we might have covered that, but what comics women gravitate towards. All right. Um well, there's a lot better representation for women right now, um, especially women, women of color. Um, or, I would say less less so the superheroes. Yeah. Sure. Um, right. I think I think women. Okay, I'm going to preface this by the comics that women in in my store gravitate to are the ones that I'm gravitating to as a woman. So it's kind (laughs) of uh, circular in that I'm like, well, I feel like, you know, I'm I'm well represented in this. So maybe you as another woman will like, you know, we're not the same people, but like, 
Yeah. Well, definitely Bitch Planet. Like, that's yeah. a huge one. Um, it's, it's kind of been uh, almost revolutionary in its own way. A lot of people haven't really... Well, the people that don't get it or feel like that should exist are oh. the people that should be reading it harder. Um, <laughs> there was, there was a, a dude when the first issue of Bitch Planet came out. And the thankfully not at our store. Yeah, sorry. Before uh, our store, <laughs> the whole the whole premise of of Bitch Planet being um, if you're a woman deemed non-compliant, which means that if any dude for any reason is basically like you're not up to my standards, lady, you can get sent off to Bitch Planet. Um, it's the whole commentary on uh, patriarchy stuff. And one dude read it, came back, and was like. Man, I read Bitch Planet. So great. Send them all to Bitch Planet. And I'm just like, um, you missed what that was about. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, real hard. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, okay. Uh I'm I'm really digging uh um Oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Sorry. I'm thinking of two different Marguerite Bennett series. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of love her. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's probably my new favorite writer. Uh, she writes uh, for Marvel, uh, Angela, Queen of Hell, which is uh, about four issues deep in right now. And it's about Angela, uh, who goes down into hell to save her girlfriend and then proceed to take over hell. Um, so she's, she's, she's like the strong female character, except like breaking the crap out of that trope. Uh, cause that needs to be put, put to pasture. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, uh, her creator owned series insects. And that is a, let's see, Victorian horror romance, uh, which is very, it sounds very general, <laughs> Um, it's about two, two, uh, two women, uh, in Victorian times who basically, um, one of them is like a bug lady and I think she turns the other one into a bug lady <laughs> and then they straight up murder one of the lady's husbands by implanting him with a bug mm. so that he can give birth. Yeah. So he died really badly. It was awesome. Um, it's like, it's really, if you like, like kind of light horror, it's definitely a good read. It's, um, I it's would very, say, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. I would say it's like, um, alien meets Pride and Prejudice. Ooh, I like that. I like it. <laughs> All right. Yes. Sure, it is, sure. it is quite, it's more, definitely more adults. Um, and not just because of the violence, there's some nudity. Um, but I, I love, I like adult comics, you know, like I super love. Uh, a ton of our all ages stuff, but every so often I just, you know, you just need something with a bit of sex in it. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Cause there's some really beautiful love stories out there. And there are some, there are some amazing couples that are fighting for their love, you know, like, um, like infinite loop. That's another, uh, same sex relationship. Oh, that one sort of has time travel. Ha ha. Yeah, it does too. <laughs> it's not Harry Potter, but you know, it's got time travel. Um, sure. Sure. Um, the main character is a time agent who goes through time, um, destroying anomalies. So like if there's like a dinosaur in the future and it's like, bang, you know, you're done until she meets this, gorgeous like stunning beautiful woman uh who is an anomaly and she calls her anno 
um, and they fall madly in love. But of course, um, uh, nobody, nobody respects, uh, their love is real. Um, they don't see her as a person, which, uh, is, has got a lot of layers, um, with, uh, same sex marriage, um, marriages. Well, you know, fingers crossed marriages. Um, if it comes <laughs> back, you never know. Yeah. Um, same sex, uh, relationships. Um, and actually what, what was really great. Um, and actually another, another, uh, plug for single issues is all of the letters in the letters pages were not letters about liking the comic. They were letters about people um, coming out when they realized who they were and they were really happy about it. And and I cried like probably every time an issue came out because there were such beautiful stories about, you know, like um, girls and boys being teenagers and realizing that they were gay um, and, you know, there were, there were happy stories. There were stories about, uh, being in love with their best friend, but of course their best friend was straight, so they couldn't ever tell her. And so, I mean, that kind of jumbled up my emotions for the comic as well. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a beautiful story. Um, it's actually, it was, uh, it's actually by French creators. Uh, so I think it started as a Kickstarter, a uh, French Kickstarter, yeah. I believe. And so I'm basically kind of on board with like sci-fi, uh, sci-fi stories about people fighting for their love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, kind of to speak to, towards the, um, what women are, are kind of gravitating to these days. Um, a little of everything. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm very female focused. Um, so I'm not the greatest, um, judge of what people want. Um, I was actually a customer came in a couple months ago and asked me what my favorite series were. And so I started rattling off like 12 things, which was probably horrifying for him. <laughs> um, I got to about 11 before I realized they were all female led comics <laughs> and I didn't do it on purpose. They were just, uh, 2015 was an amazing year for women in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, not only uh, like a women creators as well, but I guess for, for this specific uh, rant that I'm going on, uh, uh, female characters. And I actually, um, I was curious after he left. So I went through our shelves and I pulled out all of my personal favorites and I looked at them and it was about maybe 15, 16, 16 favorites. I'm like I'm using that word lightly, apparently. <laughs> and only, and they were, well, no, I pulled out all of the female characters. Yeah. Because uh, there were some... I, I This is just for this specific example. And I looked at it, and I think about 14 out of the 16 were solo female-led, and with two being a uh, man and a woman. Uh, but there was still the woman... Like, they were still the equal equals, you know? She wasn't a B character. And then I realized, like, you don't you don't really notice until you see it all in front of you. And I'm actually quite lucky to see the shelves in front of me every day and realize that it's obviously it's not perfect. It's so far from perfect. Um, and they're, you know, every day it gets better. But I I treasure it and I, I try to appreciate it and be grateful for how amazing it is for women and people of color in comics right now. Um 
And I don't know, I just, I kind of sound <laughs> a little dopey, but like it's, sometimes it overwhelms me how lucky I am to be getting into comics to be part of this right now. Yeah. Because like 20, 30, 50 years from now, I feel like I'm going to look back and go, this was like another turning point for comics. Yeah. We had some questions, suggestions in the uh, chat room. Yeah. It's a challenge to read the name that this person picked. (laughs) P-O-S-K-I-T-U-M. Exactly. Poskidum? Poskidum. Okay. They suggested or asked, like, what about... Kamala Khan. That seems like a popular zero superhero book. Oh yeah, Kamala was huge. Miss Marvel, yeah, she still is. She's like, oh. my god, like some some characters like that. I wish I was fourteen reading comics right now because <laughs> that would be amazing. Like to see her and actually, Jubilee Wilson has uh, written some things in that comic like about teens, and it just it just struck me because like. You know, there's always like the older generations and those those darned millennials, and, and they're just like we're just trying to be teens. Yeah. So yeah, there's just so many scenes like I can't even I can't even commit to one. Um, it's it's she's basically writing a modern day Peter Parker, but modern day in like sort of all aspects where the default is not a uh, uh, white dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Kamala Khan is American Muslim and uh, kind of first, I believe, first generation born in America, basically. Yeah. And the the brilliant thing that they did with that book was uh, they didn't make the book about uh, her being a Muslim. It definitely informs her family interactions. And, um, uh, part of the way, uh, her, her school and home life is structured, but it's not the overwhelming core of the book, which is what so many, um, so many books and even TV shows kind of steer too hard into is just sort of like, this is about people who aren't like you. Mm. sure Um, yeah this this book is is basically this is a book about people like you they just happen to have different background right yeah right yeah and you just pretty much answered their second question their follow-up question (laughs) (laughs) why is it bigger than other superhero girl books yeah um wow We are getting close to that time. I was going to say we didn't even talk about the fun podcast good stuff. Um, (laughs) Oh, Arturo has a tough one, though, but hmm, he says, are there any feminism toned comics you can recommend for 11 to 12 year old girls? Because he has a sister around that age. Prince Les. Absolutely. Right off the top of the top of our head yeah yeah like that's gonna be a big one that's um, my go-to for a lot of a lot of ages mm-hmm. has such good messages about growing up as a girl and and being okay with that because there's a lot of messages that are going to come at her uh to tell her that she's not okay and there's something wrong with her and i know from experience and that's 
it doesn't go away, but if you can, well, I say this, I don't know if it's true because it's never happened to me, but maybe if you start young enough, you can actually believe that voice in your head when someone else is telling you that you're not good enough. You can say, no, I am. I'm amazing. Yeah. Um, that one's, that one's sort of like a, a more overt, uh, a feminism one. Mm-hmm. I would say a lot of, a lot of books these days, like, uh, Lumberjanes is a really good one mm-hmm. that doesn't really, it's not very messagey, but it is about believing in yourself and your, your friendships that you have. And it is, um, all about, uh, female characters being awesome. Like they have to, um, they're, they're basically, uh, a group of girls who are at a summer camp. And one of, one of the plot points is there is a, there is a sort of like a boy scout troop that's around and like, they're absolutely useless. So it is sort of, (laughs) it is sort of this, um, less overt, but more like, you do have power and you can do amazing things and go on adventures and mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. And it's about the strength of, of your friendships. Um, that's really important. Even now, especially when a lot of media uh, will paint female friendships as being kind of backstabby and, mm, yeah. and stuff. It's, it's about, it's about positive Mm-hmm. female friendships, which is a lot of times hard to find in media. Absolutely. Right. Yes. These are all, yes, good issues we're discussing. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you harass Siri and she tells you to go to the genius bar and they're like, Hey, uh, why are you here? And you're just like, Siri told me to bring you in. And then Siri will just say, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving you. Um, just to bring it full circle back to Siri. <laughs> uh, oh, and Arturo, thanks you for the suggestions. So, oh, no problem. No worries. Yeah. So yeah, this is uh, Siri, the time. Uh, Siri, do you like any comic books? I'd rather not say Paul. Hmm. Oh wow! She you knows your close. name. Yeah, she knows my name. Mm. I'm I not like one of those. I find series some some uh, good comics. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not one of those person people that's uh, told Siri to call them like awesome or stud or something like that. I, <laughs> she just uses my name, which is fine. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I like taking good. it out of context. <laughs> what did she say? She was like, <laughs> "I'd rather not say, Paul." <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not say, Paul. Maybe she does want to call Paul. you awesome. <laughs> Or, or maybe she's just embarrassed because she reads sex criminals. Oh. No one should be embarrassed about that. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Siri needs to open okay. up. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know? My you recommendation. Know, like, it's, it goes farther than the title, though. Like, for you know, there's the surface stuff, but it goes so much deeper into, like, the humanity of not only having sex, but accepting your sexuality and yep. what you like and what you you know, like, like in a person or in the bedroom or whatever, like there's so much. And then it, um, uh, Matt Fraction brings in some of his personal history, which I find fascinating. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely chose like a quirky title, but I think that's probably what's stopping a lot of people. 
Although it was on the New York Times bestseller list, right? I mean, it was like one of the top comics. It was the top comic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously, like a lot of people are reading it, but more people could be reading it. (laughs) 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 Were there any other questions in the chat room? No, I think we we did good. We did good. I like Uh, it. Yeah, this was a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting us. Thank you. Yes, now is the part of the show, like every podcast, everyone everywhere does, where you just like do your like plugs and sign off and such. So tell people where to go to like submit. What is it? Submetropolitan.com to find Dr. Hooch and variantedmonton.com to find eggs and bacon and other cool things. <laughs> what else? Yeah. Those are, those are the places. You can also <laughs> find uh, me on uh, Twitter at Soupy Toasterson and Danica. Uh, I'm at Danica here. That's D-A-N-I-C-A-H-E-R-E. All, all of that stuff just kind of rolled off the tongue because you do enough podcasts <laughs> and you get to your end stuff. And it's just like, how about da 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Variant is Variant Edmonton. Uh, Dr. Hooch is Dr. Hooch. So like we're really easy to find on Twitter <laughs> and like we're usually always on some form of Twitter. So if you can't find us at one account, just click through and find us. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like Variant Edition Comics and Culture on Facebook, I believe. Yeah, that's the that's the full name. But if you go to facebook.com slash variant Edmonton, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. Very, uh, across all media, variant Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. And uh, yes, uh, now they've they've put all this pressure on me and my brain's going, whoa. <laughs> they're like, it's automatic to do the sign off. Uh, you can find me at sick days, S I K K D A Y S on the Twitters. You can find me at sickdays.me, And that's my goofy about page with silly beard pictures where you can see <laughs> all the other websites that I'm on. So awesome. dig it. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter. I am at Paul D, P-A-U-L-D. Uh, or you can go to padizio.com, P-A-D-I-Z-I-O.com. And that has links to uh, other things that I do all over the internet everywhere. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> In fine digital form uh, at your local website of choice. <laughs> And thanks uh, again for joining us uh, to both the Danica and Brandon. And uh, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, you are both co-owners, but you have a third partner, Brendan, correct? And he brings some magic to the shop as well, pun intended. <laughs> he does. Uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> he's our, he's uh, our Magic the Gathering guy and our uh, gaming manager, mm. as well as you said, a co-owner. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, yes, and thanks to Mom and Arturo and uh <laughs> for listening. Uh, and our and- lurker, Stucks. We have no idea who you are and you've never <laughs> said anything, but hey, thanks for lurking, man. Thanks for lurking in the chat room. Uh, with Film From being on hiatus, <laughs> we should be back in two weeks, perhaps with a guest, perhaps as a shorter hostful. Why don't I know? Well, you know. 
Actually, we're Still doing our best to get the backlog of <laughs> all those like eight or nine shows from our live podcasts up for people to listen to and download. So um, right now, that's the bigger focus than scheduling new guests. So we will see you guys uh, or you will hear us. We will be in your ear holes in uh, <laughs> oh, two boy. weeks. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Put us in your ear holes. In the meantime, read some sex criminals. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sweet. That's all I have. Oh, there's like uh, we have to do the ad, right? There's an ad. The ask. Oh, yeah. Where we say, hey, go to patreon.com slash msauce and subscribe to support the podcast. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. There you go. If you like hearing interviews like we did tonight, it always helps to just pitch a little bit into the kitty so that we can keep this thing going. Uh, we do it for funsies, and honestly, we'll probably just keep doing it forever. But if you if you uh, really like to hear the show, you know, pitch something in, and it helps us buy dinner for our wives once in a while for putting up with our going away for a couple of hours and talking on a podcast, <laughs> talking into the internet. No, no, no. I, I want a cough pedal. I'm not buying her dinner. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you start losing your voice, you need that cough pedal. Yeah. yeah, I can just push on it and then you'll be like, Chris died. He's I can't hear him. <laughs> um, no, no, it's awesome. I mean, maybe once, you know, when we make we get more people on the Patreon page, then uh, we can buy ads on the uh, podcast of the comic show. So See, we can there support you go. other podcasts. Uh-huh. Yep, we do do, do have an increasingly bizarre uh, sponsorship structure. So, (laughs) you know, if you guys are if you guys aren't spending enough time with your wives, you could just start a podcast. That's what we did, and we're spending a lot of time together. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I've I've been trying to get my wife interested in doing a podcast with me, but we're trying to figure out like what would be uh aside from just talking about ourselves and what's going on in our life uh what would we you know what would be our connection to <laughs> connection to the outside world that would get people yes. interested in in it our, well ours apparently was drinking and watching doctor who see there you go mm. yeah <laughs> that was the genesis of doctor hooch we went what do we like to do <laughs> and drink and watch doctor who so, what did yeah. you think of this past season much better much better than series eight yeah i i concur Uh, yes yeah if if you want to know my feelings about series eight (laughs) just listen to all those podcasts (laughs) (laughs) for uh feminist rants drunk angry feminist rants yeah yeah nice well again thanks for everyone for listening and uh oh yeah we also have uh one of these fancy facebook pages i finally took the time to do that yeah you should totally go there and talk because i made my mom the admin and she was like i guess (laughs) i'll do it but nobody has said anything on our facebook page so you should say something so then my mom would be like oh my god i have to talk to someone uh rock and roll (laughs) So yes, the what I have to say something, and then we turn the live stream off. Um, oh yeah, I always say, uh, remember if life gives you potatoes, make poutine. <laughs>